Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hut, hut! It's time for Matthew Collar. Hut, hut! Hike one! Matthew Collar joining us here on the John Schuster Callmaker Hotline. Matthew, you tell I'm fired up for some football right now. It's intense. Yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so intense. I want to play center like Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> no, you don't. You get killed just like you did. <laughs> that was the – hold on. What did you see? What did you think? I got to get this. I, I, this has nothing to do with anything. But what was your initial reaction when they lined up like that? Well, I didn't realize it was Ezekiel Elliott when I saw it. Uh, I kind of understood, like, okay, they're going to put a bunch of people way outside, and they're going to throw it to somebody and then try to pitch it around or whatever. And and look, like, none of these things ever work. I mean, it it works (laughs) once a decade, right, where some team has the Miami miracle or the Minneapolis miracle or whatever. So, okay, I mean, you can pretty much – the game is over. So do whatever the hell you want, except that. Uh, Don't have – do not have your running back snap the ball. The other thing, too, that I didn't understand is the receiver sort of caught it and looked like he was trying to kind of turn up field or something. It was like, I get it where you would snap the ball, throw it to the receiver super quick, and then start tossing it around. Yeah, I think but that's what he's trying really to do. do. Right, but they didn't even really do that. Like, he didn't get it out quick enough. No, he didn't have time. come to the ball quick enough. Like, what, what the heck? Like, yeah. everything about that was horrendous. But for them to end again, with like a no-show offensive performance against San Francisco, and then a hysterical play at the end was just like, are we living in a simulation where, you know, something went wrong? Uh, Just what a crazy goofball ending to that game. Well, I the way that I viewed that final play, because it was a goofball ending, you're right, but once the receiver caught the ball, I didn't think he tried to turn it up. I thought that he was looking to see who the next pitch person was going to be, and he just didn't have no time. Like, it was this... It was a bad idea. It was, and like you, like you just mentioned, it never works anyway, so it, it doesn't really matter. But I just thought that the whole ordeal was, was rather funny. But with that being said, this is the question out of that game. I want to get your assessment of Brock Purdy. Like, like how good do you think that he is? Because I, I haven't seen enough of him to say that he's the real deal. He looks the part. 
of a guy that could be the longtime starter for San Francisco. I'm not sure how you can go back to Trey Lance at this particular point. No, I agree with you. I mean, I don't think that – I mean, well, for one, like they've put together one of the best uh, teams from top to bottom that you're ever going to see, right? Like this is Super Bowl-caliber team. They're good at every position. You know how we're always talking about, well, what's the model to win in the NFL? Uh, be good at every single position and then have great coaching. And There you go. There's your championship model. Just go do that. Uh, but that's really the story of the Eagles and the 49ers. And I think what we've seen is Kyle Shanahan's offense, it not only is so well designed that it's easy on quarterbacks. That has long been the Gary Kubiak, Mike Shanahan. You go back to Matt Schaub, he had great numbers with Gary Kubiak. Uh, Brian Greasy won a bunch of games with Mike Shanahan back in the day. Like, that's always been the thing, is pumping up quarterbacks, making their life easy. But also, don't look too far from the number of players that they drafted at the skill positions that are absolutely phenomenal, and then they add Christian McCaffrey to that. There's four or five players on that team who can get open against man coverage or who can run 40 yards yards after catch. Like, there are so many options that Brock Purdy generally doesn't have to do too much. But where I've been impressed with him is really twofold. Number one, the guy gets rid of the football. He does not, like, wait around and struggle to find who's open. Like, he knows the offense, and he is in absolute command of that offense, very similar to Jimmy Garoppolo. But I also think that he's got just enough playmaking ability to do something special every once in a while. And, and those who watched him at Iowa State, he ran around and made plays actually quite a bit. So you sort of think of it as like, oh, is this like just a seventh rounder who's dinking and dunking like when Nick Mullins had a couple good games for the 49ers? I think that Brock Purdy is more talented than that, and he is a little bit of a baller. The thing that you have to worry about a bit is the pressure. He has not faced crazy pressure like he's going to face against Philadelphia. They led the league in sacks. And the other part of it is each game, there's a couple of throws that have not been picked off. So you're like, oh, careful, Brock. Careful, Brock, because if you throw that interception, it's like a little Case Keenum-ish where if you throw that interception against Philly in Philly, you will not recover from it. Um, So I've been really impressed, and I think that they should run it back because none of those weapons are going to change, and clearly this guy can get them to the NFC Championship, and he's on a very cheap contract, so they can continue to add talent to it. Um, But I think we're going to need a bigger sample size to really know for sure uh, whether this is a Case Keenum-type run from you know maybe a quarterback who's not as talented or somebody who can be their franchise quarterback yep we're talking to matthew collar purple insider here on the lake show on news talk 830 wcco by the way you mentioned all the talented guys on the 49ers who was the most talented player in their organization trent williams i think um if it's not him it's nick bosa if it's not him it's debo samuel i mean they they're, yeah. they're a house man they got I mean, studs they, like this is this is kind of there's a Vikings point here as well, which is like they have a lot of these superstar players, and some of them are highly paid from free agency. Some of them were draft picks that became stars for them. In you know Nick Bosa came from kind of a reset year where Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, and then they drafted super high, kind of winking and nodding at the Vikings. But the other thing is too that they really don't have a weakness. I mean, I think their cornerback play is not perfect. Sometimes, but it's still pretty darn good. Uh, they have one of the best linebackers in the league in Fred Warner. They have a, a pretty darn good offensive line overall. 
Like when you look at both of these teams and really everyone who's in championship weekend, you start to go, okay, where's the weaknesses of these teams? And they're very hard to find. And I think that was kind of a point about the Vikings all year where, yeah, the offense was pretty good, but it had its problems. And the defense was really bad. And, like, you just can't go into the playoffs and expect with a pretty good offense and a horrendous defense that you're going to be able to eventually play against teams like this. Like, that's the standard for your roster. And it sort of ties into the, like, this is why you need a roster reset for the Vikings. There is no way this offseason that you reach the standard of this team that has all pros all over the field. It's really going to take a couple of years to get there. So, with all that being said, because we both respect the San Francisco 49ers, how do you view the Philadelphia Eagles? Because maybe I'm on an island by myself. I just think that the Eagles are going to win this game on Sunday. And I'm not saying it's not going to be close. I just think that I think that Purdy is going to have some issues with their defense. I think the Eagles' defense is going to bring it. And I think that – I don't even know what the point spread is. Do you know what the point spread is on, the, on this game? Because – if it's if it's two or three points, I absolutely think that the Eagles are going to cover, and I'll I'll gladly lay the points. Yeah, I, I don't. I haven't looked, but I think that one of the really tough things here is just going to Philadelphia, and uh, <laughs> I have some firsthand experience with that. Going to that building, I've seen it a couple times for the Vikings. I mean, it's it's a scary place. It's 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 there's not too many places that are still like this. I think back in the day. Uh, the home field advantage was very serious and the raucous environment and everything else. But, you know, it's kind of dissipated over the years. That's still one of the, the houses that you don't really want to play in. And you're talking about, I mean, one of the things that I have been impressed, though, by, about Brock Purdy is that he doesn't seem to be shaken by this at all, like by the moment or whatever. I mean, he's just a very calm type of person. Uh, and I think you look for that. But this is a whole different thing. And, you know, Philadelphia, they – they was just built this team that top to bottom is so stacked. Their offensive line is really the key to this as well. Because if you're talking about like, what is it about Dallas that has just mauled everybody in the playoffs and and what made them so difficult against Dallas uh, for the 49ers? Like it was, it was their defensive line is just so strong. Right. And it's been the case, but Philadelphia has a great, nothing sort of great offensive line. They have a great, running game they might be able to counterbalance how san francisco has slowed down pretty much everybody's running game and then you mentioned the philadelphia defense it can't be said enough how amazing their defensive line is too and and that might make it a little bit tricky so yeah i mean i think it's a great matchup of two great teams but i i think jalen hurts is a little bit better of a quarterback certainly more dynamic when it comes to the running element and then that home field advantage i think is a pretty big deal so I, i'm going to pick philadelphia as well Wait, hold up. You took San Francisco, right, Chris? Yeah, so me, me and Chris did an on-air bet. Um, he took San Francisco. I, I, I took the Eagles. All right, so l- let, me, let me ask you about what transpired with the Buffalo Bills and the um, Cincinnati Bengals. How surprised were you at how dominant the Bengals were in that game, also knowing that their offensive line was banged up? Yeah, only a little um, because when the Vikings were playing Buffalo, I talked to a lot of my friends there because, um, you know, as you know, I'm from there. And uh, Oh, really? I'd never heard that before. And Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not sure the audience <laughs> all knows that. So I talked to my um, friends there, 
And one of the things that they said was that this team was just not as good as 2021, that they didn't have as many weapons, that their offensive line was weak, and that once Vaughn Miller went out, it was kind of a different story with their pass rush. And all the weaknesses, like this is the playoffs. Your weaknesses are just on display. Everybody's got stars. Everyone's got great cultures, great coaches, all those things. But it's your weaknesses that will get you because the other team is also strong. And they could not pressure Joe Burrow in that game. And I think the snow helped as well. And then on the offensive side, they pretty much have Stephon Diggs and nobody else. Gabe Davis is okay, but he's more like a number three wide receiver. Their tight end who signed a big contract is just not that good. Uh, and then after that, like they're trying to bring back the corpse of Cole Beasley who can't really play anymore. And they can't run the football. And, I mean, they have not really been able to run the football in years, but there was nothing to lean on. It was basically Josh Allen do everything or that's it. It kind of reminded me, and this sort of shows my age, but you'll connect to this, uh, like with Randall Cunningham back in the day with Philadelphia, where he would get them to the playoffs. It would be super exciting and fun, but they just didn't have a lot except, you know, they had a good defense, but they didn't have the crazy playmakers they have a great running game outside of him. They kind of said, Randall, go do it all. And eventually, someone in the playoffs is going to get you when you ask one player to go do it all. And I think that's what happened to Buffalo, that Cincinnati is just the, the more complete football team and both have elite quarterbacks. Well, Kansas City, they defeated Jacksonville, but it came at a price. Uh, clearly, Patrick Mahomes got injured, high ankle sprain in that game. Um, how does your view of the AFC Championship uh, game now kind of mold itself or how, how do you view it now knowing that Mahomes is not going to be 100 percent yeah I kind of look at it uh, the same way that I have thought of like Tom Brady for many years which is I'll bet against him Mahomes like when he's not you know like playing anymore <laughs> I mean I'm just gonna always assume that he's going to find a way because what he did last week was just uh, astounding uh, it was one of the all-time performances by any quarterback ever to be back there with that injury, which I know is really, really difficult for players to play through and find a way to get to get them the win in that game. I mean, so I look at it as Cincinnati is a complete team. They are very, very good defensively. They're very creative defensively, and the way that they blitzed Josh Allen was super interesting. I mean, they would send blitzes that didn't look like it was going to be a blitz at all, at the line of scrimmage. But I don't know that you could do that against Patrick Mahomes because the crazy thing about him is that he picks apart defenses on quick passes if you make him do it. Um, And he's just the MVP of the league, probably the best player of our generation. I mean, it's it's hard to go against him. I think that uh, also the pass rush for the Chiefs is way better than Buffalo. I don't even think it's close. Um, and, I, and that will cause them a little more problems for Cincinnati. I'm going to pick Kansas City in this game, but I do think that it's possible that that injury does catch up with Patrick Mahomes because he does use his legs so much. I just think like that the Chiefs have kind of things that fit a little bit better. But once again, you should take note on Cincinnati's side, multiple weapons, a lot of draft capital that was put into their weapons, again, sort of, hint, hint, nod, nod to the Vikings that you can overcome other stuff if you have three great receivers instead of one, just saying. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that is an amazing matchup. It's just two phenomenal quarterbacks, two great teams. I mean, th- this weekend should be just outstanding. Yeah, I look forward to it. Hey, Matthew, always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for adjusting this week uh, with me being out on Thursday with the funeral, but I appreciate it, my man. 
Uh, anytime, Henry. Appreciate it. All right, take care. That's uh, Matthew Collar joining us here on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.